Hey everybody, uh, welcome to another Bullet Points podcast. Uh, this time we're talking about RoboCop Rogue City, a game about RoboCop. You may have heard of him, he's pretty famous. Um, <laughs> probably, prob- by... probably, the, probably the most famous robotic police officer in history. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think so. There's a statue of him even in Detroit, mm. so... Mm. He's real. He's a real, and I love him. Um, Ed, I'm here. here. You want to introduce yourself? I'm here. Yeah, that's it. That's my introduction. I'm here. That's all you get. Mm. Um, Short and sweet. You're you're trying to you know mimic the Alex Murphy um, brogue. mm, I'm here. (laughs) I'm here, creep. There you go. Um, Um, And that's it. Yeah. So yeah. That's it. That's the game. That's the podcast. No, that there's. We're gonna talk about it, but first, let me uh, explain a little bit. Uh, and in case you, you know, obviously we're doing the podcast because we did or do it currently doing a month, or maybe we did a month, depending on when this comes out. Um, about this game, Rogue City, and it is um, produced by Tayon and published by Nacon, <laughs> which are real <laughs> companies. Um, very similar sounding, similar amount of letters, um, and uh, you know you'd, it would be pretty tough to sort them out. But they are, I guess they they have worked together in the past to make like Terminator or other kind of spinoffs. It seems to be their domain. Um, and but these games are you know like you know licensed from MGM. They are RoboCop is sanctioned. Uh, it features actually Peter Weller doing the voice of RoboCop, and it's and it's an original narrative, but it's very much indebted to the story of the original trilogy, primarily the first one. And it is a first-person shooter, which is you know why we had to sink our greedy fangs into it and try and see if we could suck some marrow from the metallic bone of this game, and. Uh, I'll start with Ed because you know Ed was kind of the person who, who got us me and Reed, uh, who sadly can't join us today, uh, because he's out fighting crime in a metal suit. Um, uh, Ed, you were the one who kind of like you're like check this game out. People mm. are talking about RoboCop Rogue City. So, how you know did you feel like it was? Uh, yeah, do you feel you're, are you happy that with your choices? <laughs> I'm getting us to play. Are you, are you happy it. now? Have you got what you wanted? <laughs> I'm trying. No, I'm being very open. <laughs> I hope you're, and... I hope you're satisfied. You <laughs> fucked up the website. You fucked up the podcast with this dumbass game. <laughs> I had like I had like twenty different things I was going to say as to why Reed wasn't here. It was like, oh, he's in a meeting with Shigeru Miyamoto about the Switch Two, mm-hmm. or just like loads of different stories. But yeah. <laughs> Okay, oh, no. so we we couldn't we couldn't hide the the truth that he has decided to become a vigilante, mm. and thinks that he he somehow delusionally um, believes that he is impermeable to bullets. <laughs> so hopefully hopefully he'll survive um, the tough streets of of Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see <laughs> going around with a little that little helmet on. Um, yeah. Okay, so I saw people talking about this game and sharing footage of this game and how it was kind of going under the radar and one of the better first-person shooters of last year, this year, but, you know, what was what was then this year, but is now last year. And I, I was compelled by it because I, I have this completely unproven... Um, what's the word, like hypothesis, untested hypothesis, Mm. that some of the best games are also the games that get like 6 out of 10 on, you know, like an IGN or something. Um, Mm. I always go back to Murdered Soul Suspect, which got like the lukest, warmest of lukewarm reviews. 
but I think actually had mm-hmm. something quite special uh, in there. And this looked like one of those. And I, I also was quite... Did you ever play the Mad Max game from 2015? You know what? I didn't, actually. Okay. It well, was like, the, you know, the reviews that were lukewarm. Yeah. Was, that was a 7 out of 10 game. And it's, it's not very or good. Or 6 but, out of 10, even. Because yeah. they, they, they took Mad Max, especially in the way... It was like a few months after Fury Road had come out, which is, you know, this intensely kind of packed, tight, non-stuff action sequence of a movie. And then they made Mad Max, and it's like a... It's an open-world game, and it's like 25 hours long, and... It was just the sort of antithesis, I think, of what made Mad Max kind of compelling as like you know as a, as a concept. And ever since then, I've been kind of fascinated a little bit more with like the movie tie-in games and this sort of this sort of um, uh, I don't know what it might be. This kind of like uncanny valley between the film as a property and the game as a property, and how you manage to sort of unify the two. And I think RoboCop, from what I could tell from looking at it, was like a really uh, quite a sort of like genuine attempt to try and make as much as it is possible a game that is faithful to the films. Like Alien Isolation was, you know, it's not film length; it's much longer. But you know, the kind of like spirit and the essence and the theme and the blah blah blah. So I wanted to see it for that reason, and it also looked like a hell of a just like a good old just a good old blaster, you know, some good gore, good music, some some really nice kind of visual stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So there's all of this floating around. And, last now, this is quite a long answer to your very short question, um, but the Paul Verhoeven film, you know, the first Robocop, it's kind of got its hands in, you know, sort of satire and parody and this sort of caricature or this kind of gargoyle of, like, you know, corporate culture and things like that. And I wanted to see where the game sort of stood on all of that stuff as well. So, with all of that in mind, I, I recommended that we do it. And I, I, had a, I had a good time with Robocop Rogue City. I think there are some things in here that are very, very worthy of sort of a, an intense critical focus. And I think it's a game that will probably, um, you know, sort of appreciate with, with age. Um, at the same time, I think I was expecting a little more. And it was a bit thinner and a bit more kind of conventional than I was probably hoping for. I think it never got better than perhaps the first maybe hour and a half. And mm-hmm. this is a game that's, you know, 15 or so hours. Um, so there are some parts of it that I, a considerable part of it at least, that I found not underwhelming, but not not exactly, I don't know, whelming either. Uh, somewhere, be- somewhere between underwhelming and yeah. whelming. <laughs> Um, how about you? Give me give me a nice long take here on it. <laughs> it's a bit. Uh, I was trying to think of like a, a term for that, like kind of like subwhelming. Subwhelming. Maybe f- f- yeah, f- whelming flat. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <clears throat> yeah, Robocop. So I was like pretty skeptical, definitely like uh, looking at previews and videos of it, and was like kind of yeah particularly like the the kind of mechanical premise that this is a shooter where you um where you're 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 moving very slowly like that was just kind of that's really like the 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 back of the box right of 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 what they're going for in terms of you know shifting the the expectations of the genre or the kind of uh the tried and true methods of you know the first person shooter in the post call of duty post um kind of like modern <clears throat> military shooter era where you're moving quickly that's more you know popping out uh uh lighting you know you, you don't want to be exposed this obviously is an inverse of that and in the trailers it didn't really look compelling it looked kind of boring um, the actual shooting of it, and I was like, uh, it felt like an unfinished kind of premise, and I was, and on the on that particular count, I was wrong. Like, I actually think they did a really good job of balancing it and and doing something that was different for a first person shooter, because it does really force you to, 
use your environment. Um, there's still just as much a, a game about placement, about uh, knowing yeah what obstacles are in the way, what cover you have, uh, where gunfire is coming from. And but you have some wiggle room because you are much more impervious to fire than a regular person. You're still pretty weak, but there's plenty of health everywhere, and there are power-ups that make it a lot easier. Um, but overall, like it, it, I think it captures like a different way of being, of kind of like a different way. Yeah, like I think it works. Like uh, in terms of like what it's going for, where, where I feel like a lot of like shooters either fall back on the same kind of ideas or just don't feel like good. And I think it actually feels good to shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yeah, where it falls down for me is kind of. Yeah, the world they build and the kind of wider, uh, like kind of what you're doing when you're not shooting, which is yeah. a, a not insignificant amount of the game. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you're definitely uh, exploring. It kind of has the, these hub worlds that for me remind me of um, Deus Ex Human Revolution, where it's not a true open world, uh, but it has it kind of puts you into these like mini hubs that you revisit occasionally and have side quests and different uh things to look for and then the main mission is in that as well uh but much more um those but it's a lot i feel like it felt like it wasn't as successful as the deus ex method which itself wasn't amazing but i think in this case it was it really felt like spread thin and kind of uninteresting Mm -hmm. um to explore these environments like kind of use use up like kind of the interest the, you know this kind of it's kind of interesting to you know to, to be giving tickets to going to parking violations uh, which is one of the things you get to do or kind of like yelling at kids zoom graffiti like i thought that was like a promising direction that they could have pushed harder in if they were going to present it it just kind of like feels like an afterthought in terms of like um like what Robocop might be doing outside of like the actual just like banging down the door and, and, and shooting a hundred bad guys. So I think it was just uh, kind of poorly executed uh, as a not insignificant chunk of the game. And then there's like a lot of kind of political intrigue based around loosely around the, the world of the, of the movies um, uh, kind of like tries to embroil Robocop in this, mayor like in electoral politics and um corporate politics but i feel like none of it just like it all kind of just like i was just like completely uninterested (laughs) i was just Mm -hmm. i think the writing just did not work at all like i was it it just feels too cartoony like too like like uh like all of my politics are from watching robocop (laughs) Mm -hmm. and not actually (laughs) like understanding like why like anything about the the world outside of the film you know like why detroit is such a like particularly important air like city to set the film in um like you know the the it, it's it's historical context uh, the the context of police in america like there's just none of that it's it's like it's it's robocop the movie the politics uh-huh. um and so in 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 it you know, kind of basically how a Xerox would would uh, lose many important details and just kind of give you like a loose idea of like what it's going for. But and that would be fine in some ways if it didn't. I think then f- act like it was doing something more sophisticated. You know, especially giving you like the pop ups, like you know these this the mayor will remember this. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that kind of stuff. That very like kind of telltale Walking Dead um, light. Um, role-playing elements so yeah i think like yeah that is basically a long way of just saying that the the shooting good um and policing bad Mm. (laughs) that is an interest but that is actually quite an interesting strap line i think for (laughs) you know for an episode it is a bit on robocop um i i totally agree so the the (laughs) hub world stuff it's the worst kind of, it's the worst kind of side content. I hate the word, and I use the word content as a pejorative. Not, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not using the word content in earnest. I'm using that as a, as a slur against video games. 
um, where <laughs> you'll you'll walk down the street. There'll be like an NPC who says, "Hey, RoboCop, over here!" And then you walk up to them, and they'll say, "Oh, this guy just mugged me and took my wallet. See if you can find him." And then you walk around the corner, and he's just like stood there, <laughs> ramrod stiff. And you walk, you walk up to him, and like exchange a few lines of dialogue, and then you basically get the choice of like um, uh, ask him nicely to give back the wallet, uh, kill him, right, and then. <laughs> And then you do you do either of them, take the wallet back, and then go back to the first guy, give him back the wallet, and that's the end of the whole thing. And yeah. the entire whole world is made up of these like fetch quests became this awful kind of cliche used by I think like dumbass critics, but still these mm-hmm. things where there's just like there's no heart in it. I mean, I've been playing. It's unfair to compare RoboCop Rogue City, which is made in on a, on, a, on a comparatively much smaller, on a comparatively smaller budget, and has very different aspirations. But nevertheless, um, I am unfair. So uh, <laughs> I've been playing Cyberpunk 2077, and it's just like every every single mission, every single interaction in that game is just like full of imagination and vision, and mm-hmm. like there's there's nothing done for the sake of it, like. There is some like yeah. kind of open world padding and kind of sandbox, you know, junk, but the, the the substance of the game is is very very substantial indeed. RoboCop Rogue City, I would have I would have preferred to pl- have played a cut of this game, which was just the main missions one after another, you know, like in a conventional you know, level structure. Yes. Um, I don't think that the open world thing added anything whatsoever, and actually, yeah, just kind of slowed it down, and and actually takes a lot from it um uh, yeah i I, I feel like even when you're walking from mission to mission it gets to the point where you're it's like a it's like a comedy where the some cop in the precinct is like hey robocop over here and you just like ignore try and ignore the person as much as possible and just like speed stomp to your car to get the fuck out of there (laughs) because you're just like please no yeah I do not want to do any of this side content. It is so uninteresting. Yeah, there's there's one where there's one where um, Lewis, the character played by Nancy Allen in the movie, she's in hospital, and you have to just walk around the police station collecting signatures on a get well card. <laughs> yes. And right, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, sort of as as an attempt. To sort of reflect that a RoboCop still has some kind of modicum of humanity, and b the police department you know looks after its own, and perhaps c to make you feel something a little bit more towards the the Nancy Allen character. Is it Nancy Allen? I'm gonna have to check that. But yeah, I I don't mind it, it you know, if, if those are the ambitions. But then yeah, the sort of delivery of all of that is walk up to extremely stiff police NPC. Press X. Here you go, RoboCop. Over to the next one. You know. Yeah, like it doesn't have that like sophistication that it needs to actually get that satire across. Because like you, I could imagine it working. Because I feel like a big thrust of the films is obviously the grotesquerie of bringing putting this corpse into a robotic suit, and then. putting it around other people and expecting everyone to kind of be okay with that because they have no choice in the matter. And there's like a little bit of that, but I I think there's just not nearly enough played up. Like that factor is not played up. Like I think for the most part, the NPCs react to you like you are another person, Yeah, which is not how you should be like how it should be written. Like he should be for the most part, like, like in the films, like they constantly put, at least in the first one, I remember them putting a lot of stuff behind like the, you know, heads-up display, like, scanline Terminator vision that RoboCop has, uh, where, you know, literally a screen between him and and other people, and he's, um, like, I feel like the game is like, oh, yeah, RoboCop is a, is a, you know, has humanity, and it's just like, it just keeps banging that drum over and over again, mm. when it's like, also, RoboCop doesn't have humanity, <laughs> and that's, like, kind of was also what the movie was was you know in the in kind of the, the way he kind of resolves like if it, i actually didn't i meant to rewatch it for the game but then i kind of i haven't i just remember it so well just because i've watched it so many times 
but I feel like it ends in such a way that like you know, you know he loses, like it, <clears throat> like he loses his helmet. Obviously, he becomes like it, it, you see you know the um, like I guess I would say the the grim mask of his you know his his death mask of his face. Um, and this, uh, not until he's actually, yeah, he's, but I don't think that's necessarily like saying like, he's just a person that should, deserves rights. It's like, he's, no, this is a corpse that was basically like m exploited. Um, and he has to find a way to like live with that. Um, and it's, a, it's, it's horrible. It's horrifying. You don't get any of that in the game. Like he's just mm. a cool guy <laughs> that's like a human, uh, and that he should be treated like one. Like even there's choices that kind of play with that a little bit. But I feel like and actually the cho like it's like the choices are forced over <clears throat> the texture of the game itself, which is not like it, it, I don't think they are like actually in conversation with that idea. Like I think it, it's basically like I think it's more about Robocop being a cool guy. Yeah. Which yeah, I you think have is those very toothless in between missions you have those kind of uh psychiatric evaluations right with uh, yeah with a therapist and it it kind of doesn't go anywhere it doesn't really no. go anywhere there are those conversations that are so one thing that i think also stands against this game and it, it it's not necessarily the the fault of the game again it's like a monetary thing it's a technological thing etc etc i'm sure if they could they would but the the animations and the kind of like facial emoting is really it's quite distractingly bad by <laughs> well I, I, bad sounds too judgmental but you know stiff no, and not, kind yeah. of it's not kind of primitive you know yeah so even in the moments where there might be an attempt to kind of engage with this greater sort of is Murphy a guy or is he a dead body that's been brought back to life? Is he just a robot? Is there any humanity? Blah, blah, blah. Any moments that attempt to, I think, engage with that are sort of lost because... And it's not just even... It's not just the animations. It's like the blocking as well. It's all, like, shot, reverse shot, shot, reverse shot. Mm -hmm. um, really sort of, like, stiff cutscenes, And that means that every kind of protracted dialogue sequence almost becomes just... Yeah, like so, kind of the, the characters are all kind of like very glassy eyed, and and I think you end up feeling that way as well as a as a viewer. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, the 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 game sort of just abandons any of that stuff. I mean, like you might argue that's kind of like worn ground from the first film to a lesser extent the second film, but it is also like the one thing that makes Robocop interesting as a character is. You know where does the where does the person lie in this? Is he a person? Is he not? And there's not really enough of that in the game. There's one bit that I really liked right at the beginning, like in the very first mission, and this is what I mean by like the first hour and a half, um, kind of soars above the rest, which is where you're going up in the elevator to the top of the TV tower on that first mission, and the the elevator has um, the 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 panel where the buttons are is like you know polished to a mirror sheen and you can see your face in it and when murphy looks at it it's his human face like mm -hmm. before he was shot looking back yeah it's the the it's peter weller with hair and everything and then like he freezes up and it's like okay good you know we're doing it we're gonna do we're gonna get into this stuff but yeah apart from these extremely kind of stiff conversations with this therapist that in <clears> fact <throat> that whole arc the way yeah. that ends is that she's trapped in a building getting attacked by gunmen and you just shoot them all and like carry her out of there and she says like, oh thank god for you robocop and that's where <laughs> that's where the kind of like therapy arc ends up um yeah it's like the the um it's not it doesn't matter whether he's a human or a robot it matters that he can shoot yeah which is also how it works how the game functions mm -hmm. and yeah you it, it were, was, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say you were you were. We're, we're talking about things that that don't work. I you just mentioned you know it matters how he shoots, how he functions. Yeah. I I think you were absolutely onto it earlier on when you started to talk about, you know, the kind of slowness of it, and the almost. The the, the sort of 
redundance or kind of irrelevance of a health bar in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something to be said. It's like it, it feels like I think I know what Robocop Rogue City is going to become, which is it's going to be one of those games where I look back on it and I think, you know, it wasn't perfect. It had some interesting ideas. I wish someone had taken that ball and ran with it a little bit more, but they never did. Like, I don't know, 30 Flights of Loving or uh, Receiver or, you know, whatever it might be. And I think that there's something to be said in removing the threat of a fail state in the shooting because it kind of pushes the game to then try and find, you know, drama or spectacle in something else. As soon as you don't have that kind of mechanical dynamic of you're either alive or you're dead and you've got to fight and and be successful at the game to stay alive and keep going as soon as that's removed i think it actually opens up possibilities to do other things that you know like games don't have to just exist on this this you know the 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 the, the dynamic between your your fighting and killing and winning versus you've lost and you've got to restart like there's something Mm. more that you can do and i feel like robocop kind of starts to get there with trying to find like a dramatic hook in something other than just the combat. The combat's quite, the combat's almost like a done deal. Like as soon as mm. you turn up as Robocop and they're like, oh yeah, Robocop, there's 20 guys in there. And you're just like, oh, okay, 20 guys, fine. I need, you know, <laughs> uh, probably like 23 bullets for that. That's fine. And you just go and do it. And that means that the game is, you know, left to maybe try and find drama elsewhere. The failing of this game is that it doesn't really manage to find the drama elsewhere. But that doesn't mean that something else couldn't. Anyway, that's my long yeah. sort of like t- t- mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, uh, That's me winding you up, Yusuf, and I'm letting you go. What What do you think about <laughs> that? No, <laughs> thank you for the wind up. Uh, I'm ready to to march forward in slow static motion. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point because I was thinking when you were talking about um, <clears throat> kind of like what you know what shooter shooter you know how shooters have developed obviously. The, to the cliche, to the point of cliche at this point of being about, you know, violent like kind of being about the ultra violence, and, and and then being about the, um, being about the uh, the player agency and player couple culpability in that ultra violence, where it's like you're, do you, you know, Hotline Miami, like you enjoy the killing. And obviously, Hotline Hotline Miami was. One of, the, one of the early examples of something that where it you know gives you a a <clears throat> menagerie of of ultra gore and then forces you to actually wallow in it and it's interesting because I think like I mean the movie uh, the Robocop film also is it's kind of like a prototypical example of that because it's very closely connected to the trauma films of the era uh the low budget kind of gory action films that like toxic avenger and all that but it was mm-hmm. you know a big budget film um so there's some there's a level of shock because it's being shown to a mainstream audience <clears throat> um and and Reed actually touched about touched on that in his essay very uh thought very astutely like like the game itself is unable to shock in that same way or is mm. unable to do anything with that shock that, that 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 was that the film was able to do and partially is because games have kind of fluctuated and gone so far past the rubicon of violence as spectacle as um ethical consideration that <clears throat> there's almost like nothing that can be said anymore about it mm. um and and I also don't the game obviously doesn't try like it doesn't actually like it's like in the film there is pulpy violence and therefore in the game there is pulpy violence like uh-huh. it's that that's just it's it's like a one to one consideration whereas like yeah like in terms of like being able to go somewhere with it like I think that would be an inter- interesting thing to explore um, especially since you know you're playing as a cop. <laughs> Like the and and of course like in the uh, when the film came out the it's like those those uh, 
politics about around police brutality. But this, you know, in the thirty or forty years or whatever since it's it's come out, like there's been endless endless further examples of police misconduct. There's just like a lot of stuff that I think the game just like kind of does not like just skates over, and and just allowing you to be RoboCop. Like, and I think that's why like the satire needs to land. Otherwise, like, and I think like if not satire, then something more nuanced in terms of like putting you in a room and making the objective to like to to just like slaughter (laughs) just just Mm, slaughter um it just doesn't feel like yeah like attached to anything um and i think it could have more like i think it could have had um it could have had something like Hotline Miami, right? Where, which is a game mm-hmm. very that's very like just art, artful slaughter and um, and gore pr- production. Uh, that also makes you feel queasy, and I don't think this did that. Like, and I don't think it's actually that artful either. Like, I think there could have been ways to really play up because I think, like, I think to your point also, like, it's shocking maybe in the first hour and a half. And then mm-hmm. the rest of the game is kind of just like get get through get from point A to point B. You don't even think about it anymore. Um, you just, if anything, it's about uh, the upgrade system to your gun, which I think is kind of was kind of inter- an interesting element where you're able to like uh, find various circuit boards that would make your gun kind of fire automatically, do more damage to armor, um, have explosive rounds. Uh, it kind of, it, but it ends up turning it almost into this like kind of, you know, click on thing to uh, er- erase. <laughs> like it becomes a how fast can you dispatch enemies, um, and which I, in some ways like it's interesting because you kind of like um, absorb the, absorb the, the maybe the, the point of view of, of 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 a robotic cop that's kind of like, not really. It, like you know, he's he's seeing the he's seeing things through a a binary lens of lawbreakers, you know, like kind of like a judge dread. Like you know, if you're a lawbreaker, you're not a, a human anymore. Um, mm. But I I don't know if that you know this there was a ground that could have been covered there that would have been interesting, and I think like because they're so wedded to just mimicking the basic blurry outline of the film that you just get none of that and it also doesn't get updated either which i thought was a strange like a weird choice like they just there's just no you know the game if the if the game could have come out a year after the film right (laughs) with these graphics like it would have that would have felt like that's when it was supposed to come out i I think <laughs> I, don't know why I'm, I don't know why I'm prefacing what I'm about to say with such a kind of dramatic <laughs> I think I think I think that when this game does start to work it was actually it was something you were saying about you know it's got nothing to kind of hang on right it's got nothing to sort of attach to and there were a couple of moments where I was you, you know when you kind of you get that big 50 caliber the heavy machine gun right yeah and it sounds like it sounds like it's from Rambo three or something. It's like it's really it's got a really good eighties kind of like Ronald Reagan action movie era heavy machine gun sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're you are just kind of like walking through. You know you, you might have you might have like enemies literally all around you shooting you, but you're just, it's just bouncing off you, and you're just stood in the middle going. Anyway. There are bits, and I was playing it, and I was thinking, you know, this this kind of works as a, uh, you know, as a as a kind of a grotesquerie of first person shooter video games, right? Where Call of Call of Duty, which we've talked about a fucking lot on this uh, <laughs> on this show, uh, Call of Duty, you know, it, it, it's like acts of spectacular. And, and brutal and often quite immoral or difficult to kind of moralize violence. But then what the game does is it kind of justifies everything because it says, like, you know, oh, it's life or death and we're the thin line between, like, the world 
and and chaos and, and stuff like that. And that's how it kind of justifies all of its own violence. You know, we do it for each other. We do it to protect Ghost and protect Captain Price and uh, and the characters. And that's how it kind of like quite, quite in quite a sickly way justifies its violence. In this game, there's none of that. Like you're not protecting Detroit. Detroit's like a, a, a dive. You know, it's yeah. way beyond your power. And the game is is adamant about that all the way through. So there's mm -hmm. none of this like I'm saving the world stuff. And you're also not doing it for anyone's like personal protection. Like Robocop doesn't have you know like comrades in the sense of you know like a Call of Duty character is meant to have comrades. Robocop isn't under physical duress in the way that you know like a, a convert like a Nathan Drake you know commits like psychopathic levels of violence but because he's kind of like a lovable rogue it, it sort of seems fine yeah. with robocop there's none of that he doesn't have a personality as such so there's none of the kind of like you know narrative and dramatic justifications that a first person shooter might typically kind of you know deploy to to sanitize what you're doing or, or kind of like elevate it in any way and that to me becomes like kind of interesting you know that that's that's where um, I, I started to think maybe there was something here that you know you could attach to. Mm. It's like it's quite basic and it's a little bit kind of like boring and it's a bit kind of Stanley Parable. But you know it's a game about video game violence. Fine, fuck it. Like we'll we'll we'll, we'll run with that. Um, and I liked it in those moments and not necessarily because it was a game about video game violence, but just because it felt like it felt like a bit kind of aware of itself in a way that I found really, really satisfying. And it felt um, it felt a little bit sort of subversive. It was almost like, oh, yeah, okay, so you, you, you play first-person shooters? You like killing people? Well, here's all the people in the world, and you can't die, so fucking off you go and see how you like it. And it's like that, you know, it's like the, the Homer in hell with all of the donuts kind of thing. Um <laughs> And it's just, it's like, that's your punishment. It's almost like, you know, you can just kill as many people for as long as you want. And it's kind of having a, it's kind of an attack on you. How much will you tolerate? Like a Lars von Trier, comparing Robocop Rogue City to the work <laughs> of Lars von Trier. But you know what I'm saying? The same, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Robo, Robocop Rogue City, the Dogma 95 movement, <laughs> and there the Venn diagram. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a circle. Yeah. Um, but then, so it's doing all of that, but then it will occasionally do what we were talking about earlier and get really talky mm. and get really, like, determined to, yeah, like you were saying, you know, the mayor will remember that. <laughs> and you're suddenly, like, there's this big thing about, yeah, the kind of, the, 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 the election and <laughs> that guy Becker who keeps showing up. It's, like, just so overwritten. So mm. it, it, it kind of ends up, you know, never really committing to either of these sort of like branches. Um, yeah, I, I, I liked it when it was absolutely unreserved and just, you know, those bits where you like, you fire that Auto 19 handgun and like the guy's hand explodes and, yeah. you know, falls on the ground. Ah, oh, my fucking hand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's fantastic. You're like, oh, God, I just did that. Oh, that's horrible. Bang, do it again. Bang, do it again. Um or the yeah. picking up a guy and throwing him against the wall or out the oh, window <laughs> never gets old. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You just walk in there, totally impervious. It's like a it, it's a first person shooter, the likes of which it's like it's like activating you know like God mode on you know an old first person shooter with cheats like Deus Ex or something. And mm. but except it's it's canon. It's <laughs> it's diegetic God mode. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you're playing as a god or as something inhuman. Mm. Um, mm. But then the game goes, yeah, in the writing of the game, it goes to such lengths to to, to, to argue that he is a human. Right? Yeah, and, and, to, and to sort of like undercut. It, yeah. the, the game makes an effort to be like, look, we've got more for you to do than just shooting. Yeah. Here's a conversation with like uh, the a, a noble homeless guy. Yeah. Here's a conversation with like a, a mother who's missing her son. <laughs> and know, it's, it's like so I, I don't fucking care about any of this. I'm fucking RoboCop. Like, well, yeah, uh, yeah, I know. And that says, and going back to like an earlier point, like the the way the film actually tries to explore 
like what does it mean that like just the, even the very like reasoning behind a robocop or like the, the or like kind of like the how fucked up it is like the game's like doesn't want to explore that it's fucked up it, besides, mm, be, besides the, the psychi- psychiatric settings to a very like very facile extent um but like in the film like essentially you know looking at it from like a bird's eye view it's a a corporation wanted to kind of make a toy out of a human being um which some you know something that we can understand and i think could also be updated to today um the just the complete uncaringness of of or how little a corporation would actually care for people underneath it. Um, it creates this toy, and then uh, it set, it kind of sets it free <laughs> to mm. into a city that is considered a lost cause to brutalize the population, um, and then decides at the end that it you know it found a better killing machine and it wants to destroy uh, the toy, and then he kind of has mm. to fight back, and that's kind of how he asserts his humanity is by kind of resisting um yeah it's uh resisting like the his his own status as object right as like as object of uh of this greater and illicit power um that that has like unleashed him on detroit and in the game he is essentially the hero of detroit (laughs) Like he's just mm-hmm. like um, the the corporate like the connection to the, the corporate world is very confused, <laughs> extremely mm-hmm. confused. Uh, the the villains don't make any sense. Like the new guy is so annoying. <laughs> he's fucking dreadful, dude. <laughs> he's one of the worst villain designs yeah. I've ever seen. Well, he- he looks like he's been bought from like the Unreal Five asset marketplace. Yeah. He's like a basic, you know, NPC bad guy. If you ever played that, if you if you've ever seen that game, that's the kind of Half Life Two fan game called Hunt Down the Freeman, um, which is kind of re- it's it's renowned for like how bad it is mm-hmm. uh, and how like how like edge lord it is. Um, yeah, he looks like up. something from that. Yeah, yeah no, and it, it's. The voice actor seems like he has emphysema. Like you can't hear like half what he's, he's saying. He's so quiet. He's like whispering to you the whole game, man. <laughs> she really quit cigarettes. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's it's a very weird choice um, because in, in so many other ways the game is slavish to the the plot beats of the movie, and then in, mm. in here it's like. Okay, they we're still gonna have the whole thing about the corporation trying to screw you over, but there's also this other guy who like supersedes this corporation and then is the real bad guy, uh, and then wants to make this like weird um, borderlands city <laughs> that's like just a bunch <laughs> of like criminals. Um, very weird, um, and yeah, it just like it, it, it. I feel like it misses the point um, entirely. And, and just kind of like making you into this political figure and, and into this, yeah, kind of just un- really just like an unabashedly good figure that is like great. And, and mm. Robocop's agency is, 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 is what should go forward. And it's like, no, the, I mean, and the film is, the film does make, you know, he's still a hero in, in the, the film. Like he's still the protagonist, but it's, I think it's, he's like, the, he's, he's a hero in spite of who he is. Not be mm-hmm. not not because of it, and you know, so, so the game can't really like is has no interest in pulling that off, and no interest in, in in really questioning things, and yeah, not in questioning the violence. And I think, like you said, like it could have, and it could have been okay if it like had if it, it would just kind of served up the violence. There could have been a reading of that, you know, it, it, to the ex- to the extent that like you're just like this is, um, like this is gratuitous. Uh, mm-hmm. but instead you kind of, you kind of, it's almost like it feel like you get the, 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 story writing of like a, of a cartoon. Um, and then it makes the violence also feel kind of cartoonish. Like it just doesn't really like, yeah, yeah it doesn't feel, I mean, which in, it, it could be interesting, but I just don't think that 
that works. There's too many things fighting against, like, a clear reading of, of what the violence is. So it just comes off as, like, doing it for just for shits and giggles. That is so true that it, it, it cartoonizes the violence. And I, I love that phrase. There's, there's too many things in the way of a clear reading. But in no game that I've played recently is that more true than <laughs> Robocop Rogue yeah. City. Um, I think that... I think you're right. Like it's, And there's something... I think this is why I've, I've not seen... Robocop 3, where they where they couldn't even get Peter Weller back and it's some other guy. <laughs> um, but this is why Robocop 2 kind of struggles and also why Rogue City struggles. The first film ends with him more or less looking into the camera and someone says, what's your name? And he says, Murphy, mm-hmm. instead of Robocop. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the film, right? And it's like, you know, he's transcended his identity as this kind of tool of the police department and the government and whatever, and he's kind of re-established his, you know, he's reactualized himself, right? And it's this this, yep. this great sort of this great sort of sign-off. And then we come to like Robocop Rogue City, or maybe you know Robocop Two, the film, and he's still just working at the police department <laughs> and 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 wearing the Robocop helmet and going around being referred to as Robocop, and the characters like Journey. Like where do you? I don't know. Yeah. Like the character's journey is like I was a person. I was turned into a robot. It kind of worked for a bit, but then I realized it was terrible. So I came. I became a person again. That's the arc. Like there's not really mm-hmm. anywhere else to go. And it, it does. It becomes really strange. It's like is it? Who is this guy? Because you, like, you like you said earlier on in the episode, you kind of walk around the game, and the cops are just like, "Hey Murphy," and it's like, "No, not Hey Murphy." He's like a <laughs> seven foot five. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, like steel plated. Uh, heads on a stick. Oh, hey, Murphy. And there's some, something about it that, yeah, it's like, narratively, that is a fucking hell of a corner that you're painted into. And uh, it, it, it does. I think it, I think it kind of fatally compromises the game from having anything sort of like sensible or coherent to really, to really get into. Like, it's a, it's a really hard property, I think, to work with. Maybe deceptively so, unless you just do like a straight shooter, which I think this game would have been better as if it was just yeah, mm, yeah, just RoboCop shooting. Um, yeah, I, I think I think I agree. Uh, like, because I, I feel like the reception of the game, right? It's like they made it look a lot like the movie. <laughs> Yeah, like that. Like is like kind of the damning of faint praise, like, mm-hmm. like I, don't, I can't speak for it as a game, but it's, wow, it looks really good. <laughs> it looks like the movie. the The colors are the same. Like the the aesthetic is is spot on. Uh, the screenshots excellent. Um, and really, what's wrong with that? Like, if like I mean, that's kind of what I was. Part of what I wrote in my piece, kind of about the toy-like nature of, of uh, the experience, it feels like you're playing with action figures. Um, it's kind of what you're doing. Like they're just, it's you're kind of banging action figures together, um, mm. and let just let it be that then. Like kind of let like mm-hmm. and not and like you know, there's this effort to try and you know add gravitas and and um some like uh, some sense of import that they can't back up like write a check that they can't cash uh which mm-hmm. is true for so so many games <laughs> so many mm-hmm. games you know mm-hmm. the technical side of things they got they figured it out they can make it look really good um but have those you know and i think yeah have those figures have those people talk back or you know start you know start a conversation with this these perfect mannequins and you and it's so clear you're talking to to uh nothing or you're 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 un, unspooling the script of a writer who has no business like writing <laughs> fucking uh stories <clears throat> um yeah so i think like if they had had um been a bit more honest with themselves about what they were doing and made something that was a bit more of a homage 
fine. Um, that uh, that could maybe have been read in more, um, I think, generous ways. But yeah, you know, maybe not because uh, you know maybe the games press would have been like, uh, I, this game only took six hours to beat. Though there's no where's the open world? Uh, where's the where's the the wider narrative? You know, where's the choice? Where's the mm -hmm. where's the choices you can make? Like there's so much stuff that is like we're like almost like there's it's that being painted into a corner, right? Mm -hmm. It does make the property kind of hard to you know to adapt because you're stuck with the contrivances of modern video games uh, mm. because that's what you know is expected of the game. But then you're also I mean, but at the same time, I was thinking I just thought of the uh, did you play the Guardians of the Galaxy game? The, uh, you said you know the answer to that question already. Ed, you should play that game. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And it's a pretty good adaptation game. I think it's better than um, most of the movies. Uh, like, they, it's basically... Okay, well, I, yeah. I, I, I haven't seen a, a Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy film. Well, you, might, you don't need to either, because it kind of does its own... It's basically more based on the comics than on the movies, but... Um, okay. But it, I think it, it does a good job of like being like, we're just going to write a good story with these characters that are licensed. Um, it's not going to be an open world. It's going to be kind of like a, you know, like a, I guess close, closest thing is like an Uncharted, like some kind of like linear um, uh, world exploring, um, uh, coming down to certain pathways. But it actually adds like interesting elements to it, like you're, your team will like kind of re react to what your your character is doing. There's a there's a lot of dialogue um, that happens back and forth. I just think it, they mm -hmm. just do a good job of like, yeah, it's making a modern video game, but without but knowing what they have and what they can do. Mm -hmm. um, like what is what's within a, a a what's within a scope that allows you to adapt and to not just give and not just pad out the the material and give the audience something that is subpar just because that's what's expected. If like an mm -hmm. open world and, 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 and a plethora of choices and uh, upgrade paths are, are what, ex or what is expected, you don't have to give them that. And I think that's mm -hmm. what um, this game could have probably done less, done uh, more with less, which I think we could both agree on. Yeah. I think so too. And I think actually, to bring it kind of full circle, this is precisely what fucked the Mad Max game, mm. which came out came out at a time when like Mad Max as a as a property had never been never been hotter. Like you know, Fury Road was the film of that summer and the coolest film of that summer. And then Mad Max was it felt like, and I I, I really one day want to ask somebody who worked on it whether this is true. Um, you might have heard the story that Die Hard Two Die Harder. Right. Sure. Was it was like just a generic action movie script that had been sitting on the shelf for years and years and years. And when Diahar became big, they kind of pulled it down and like reshuffled it and, you know, scratched out like Rick Hero and put in John McClane and it became a diehard film. But it was actually this kind of like generic action movie script that had been there for years. I felt like the Mad Max game was like generic sandbox game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we've had just kind of sitting on the hard drive for ages. Don't know what to do with it. <laughs> now Mad Max is big. We're gonna we're gonna make it into a Mad Max game. I really want to find out if that's true. But basically, I, I think yeah. the, or they're like we were making uh, a post-apocalyptic desert uh, explorer, yeah. and, then, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then Borderlands came out, and we had to shelve it <laughs> until yeah. Mad Max. Oh, but but now but now suddenly Max Payne <laughs> and Max Payne suddenly Ma Mad Max is back. Mm. Max Payne, if only Mad Max Payne. Um, um, so yeah, I think Robocop is exactly the same in the sense that, um, like you were saying, it kind of falls victim to the pressures of what are perceived to be. This is the kind of tragedy of video gaming is that these are perceived to be the expectations, but I genuinely think a lot of people would be like quite a lot happier with, you know, like a, a six-hour Robocop game that just delivered one, like, excellently choreographed mission after another. Yeah. And and would have responded more to a Mad Max game that was kind of like a, you know, a, a seven-hour-long car chase. Yeah. Like Fury Road or something. But but someone somewhere 
you know, decides that someone at the top of OCP <laughs> decides that uh, you know things will be like open world and and you know stretch out the runtime, uh, and it, it compromises stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Robocop is a good example of that, unfortunately. Yeah, um, I think we're in agreement there. Do you would you say it's worth playing though? Absolutely. Like I, I think that. Um, I think our articles will, will maybe go back on this a little bit. I think we've been quite we've been very critical of the game actually on this <laughs> on this episode. Uh, we, we've talked mainly mainly about the negatives. I think that's probably because if you if you go on YouTube and and, and search the the name of this game, you will find a lot of you know like some some really good kind of like little video essays or kind of video reviews on on what it does well, and all of that's worth watching too. I think um, because there's there's a lot to love here. Like when it when it just allows itself to when you know when that theme rises up da, 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 mm-hmm. da, 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 and it is just a shooter yeah man it absolutely you know it, it sings um and it is occasionally funny and it's there are some there are some better ideas trying to break through here and in what was i think a really dismal year for games 2023 it was something that, yeah, like, kind of, kind of pierced the noise a little bit. What do you think? Do you think it's worth playing? Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I'll, I guess I, I'll give some time. I, I'll, I'll, I'll see how I feel. Right? Like, it's one of those things where it's like, will I look back on it fondly or not? I'm not sure because mm-hmm. it did. You know, we like you mentioned Cyberpunk. 27.7, I also played a bunch of that uh, right before RoboCop, which was not fair to RoboCop. Because <laughs> uh, there are a lot of similarities mm-hmm. in terms of like having powers and the setting. Um, and it was just like, do I wish I had spent the 16 hours playing RoboCop playing instead, just pl- putting more time into Cyberpunk 2077? Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. Um, and then also like uh, uh, you know I, I, we, I won't spoil whether we'll cover it or not but we've been playing Trepang play that <laughs> like yeah, I do think like while yeah. it's been a shitty year for games actually the, the first some first person shooters there's some there's some pretty valuable ones that you can spend your time with uh-huh. so I don't know I don't know if I would recommend it I do think I was pleasantly surprised that the shooting was more was that had some intelligent balancing to it um mm-hmm. but it, but i don't know if that outweighs kind of the 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 all the um extra baggage that the game loads you up with mm. yeah it's a, it's a difficult if if you're gonna pick one kind of mainline 2023 fps and, and your choices are for example Trepang, Cyberpunk, Phantom Liberty, and Robocop. I would say Robocop is the is the third choice. Yes. Yeah. You've list. played both Trepang and Phantom Liberty. You're just you just you want to see some more heads pop. Mm. Load it up. Uh, go with go, go mm. with God. You know. Go, go with, with God. God. Go with Robo. Go with Robo God. <laughs> That's a bullet point seal of approval right there. <laughs> I think we'll wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we can wrap it up there. I think we have covered this game to the best of our abilities, um, mm. and definitely make sure to read our articles that we're writing about it this month. Um, it's gonna, yeah. We have we have some good stuff coming through. By the end of the month, we'll, be, we'll definitely have we'll definitely have uh, this game done and dusted in the critical. Um, the, the critical uh, consensus of of the bullet points mm. milieu. <laughs> you will never ever have to think about Robocop Rogue City ever again, as long as you've listened to this episode, read our four articles. That's it. It's done. Yeah. It's forever. Yeah. We can put like like at the end of Raise of the Lost Ark. We just put it into that into that wooden crate and just push it into that warehouse, and that's it. It's finished. It's done. Yeah. Um, that's the bullet points promise. We will stop you from thinking about <laughs> yeah. games ever. We will think about them so you don't have to. That's the bullet points guarantee. That, that should 
That should be on our Patreon. We think <laughs> yeah. about games. So you please to. pay. Please good. pay us. To, so you don't have to think about games. <laughs> yeah. That's a hell of a, a guarantee. That's like a great deal. <laughs> yeah. I've been thinking about games for like nigh on twenty five yeah. years, and I'm yeah. you know I'm I'm practically fucking yeah. like psychopathic now because of yeah that. you you look like the old man you look like you're eighty. Mm. <laughs> it's all because the, games, the <laughs> games have been sucking you, know, you dry. As a final note, it did get a bit distracting that everyone just calls him the old man. It's like just use a fuck, just give him a name. Yeah. Like they they really having to like crowbar that in that oh yeah he's only known as the old man. It's like no just fucking yeah. name old him. man new guy. It's like come on guys, <laughs> this is like the, the yeah. draft script before you came up with the names. Like you left those <laughs> in. <laughs> who's the who's that guy? The one that's always there that's in the jail cell. Oh and pickles. He's... Pickles. <laughs> Why is he called pickles, man? Because he, uh, there was a pickles. truck of pickles that he that crashed, and he was able to sell sell the pickles. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's that's his backstory. backstory. That's the writing quality you can you can uh, buckle in for if you have decided to play this game. I was talking to pickles. <laughs> he said that I could find you here. I, 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 okay. I, I'm sad to say I failed pickles. He. He returned to the life of drug use uh, at the end of the game. I, I messed up. I failed my duty. Oh, really? Did you, did you save him? I don't remember. <laughs> Who gives a shit? I don't Who remember. Who gives a shit? Who uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking cares? <laughs> fuck pickles. Yeah, fuck pickles. Fuck, fucking stupid, <laughs> stupid fucking problems. Um, I'm assuming this... Uh, I, I, I lose track. If it's an episode that is about the game that we're doing on the website, it goes out for free, I think. Yeah. It's part of the overall offering of that month. I think that's right. Okay. Yeah. So if you're listening yeah. in, you are lucky enough to have gotten podcast material from us for zero dollars. Mm. Get your cheap yeah. ass over to Patreon <laughs> <laughs> and subscribe to Bullet Points monthly. Yeah. Uh, that would be patreon.com forward slash bullet points monthly. That's right. Uh, and uh, 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 Sorry, go ahead. I haven't been doing this nine years. <laughs> that sounds, you know, right? Yeah, let's go, let's go with that. And Ed, where um, can we find yes. you on the line? I'm on Twitter. I'm, I, I, I've, I've made a resolution this year that I'm not going to tweet really anything apart from like my work that I think I want to share and uh, bullet points essays. So I'm not. I'm, yeah. There's not much from me on Twitter, but I am there. I'm at E Smith Writer. I had to add the writer because otherwise I couldn't use the use the thing. Yeah. Um, e, e, e Smith Dumbass was already taken. <laughs> hey. so I had to put the that's your alt. Right. Use. <laughs> that's your alt where you do. That's post. my alt. Yeah, um, that's why I do all my like bright bark things <laughs> from that one. Yeah, I I'm not really on Twitter. I'm kind of on Blue Sky. As you me you, um, but um, you know if you subscribe to if you subscribe to our Patreon, you can find me on the Superculture Discord most days. Where can and you can ask me questions and talk about bullet points stuff to your mm. heart's content and many other things. Yeah, we don't we we don't plug that enough. If you go over to the Patreon and subscribe, you get access to the bullet points private readers Discord. Yeah, and it's an absolute. Oh, it's like the last days of Rome. In there. It's like Caligula. <laughs> it's really the same. <laughs> it's great, <laughs> and except that those days will never, they'll, they'll never end. The the they'll fun will always continue on the Superculture Discord. You can you can ask us questions. We can we can feature your questions on the podcast. You can interact with your three favorite game critics directly yeah. on the Superculture and Bullet Points Discord. All you need to do is subscribe to Bullet Points. On Patreon, and that privilege is yours. No one can take that away. None. Nope. That's right. So, thanks again for listening. Um, solve some crimes, fight crime, uphold hold justice, uh, follow directive number three. I've heard of, I don't remember them anymore. What? What is it again? <laughs> it's like uphold the law, serve the public trust, yeah. serve the public good, and then, uh, obey OCP Corp. <laughs> yeah, do what OCP yeah. says. Yeah.
All right. See you. See you later. Bye.